I had a very strange childhood. Had the worst case any doctor had ever seen. My job is to keep healing. So that is the story. We all have remarkable stories within us. Stories of adversity, challenges, triumphs, and ultimately of healing. This is Your Health, Your Story, the podcast. Let's face it, we're visual creatures, and when it comes to the issues of the skin, we take notice. And with 1.5 billion people affected by skin and mucosal infections, we may want to take notice of some of the solutions that are out there. That's why today we're bringing on an ozone therapy expert to discuss ozone oils and creams and their potential in combating a plethora of skin conditions. Welcome back to the podcast, Micah. This is your second time on. Good to see you again, brother. I know we're towing the line here a second time on third time on might be friend of the show. So I'm super happy to be here. It, it might become a regular thing. We just have like a <laughs> weekly update with Casper and Micah. Yeah. But listen, since the last time we spoke, you know, we last episode you were on a while back, we talked about ozone therapy, something that we love at our medical clinic and so many integrative clinics are, are doing and I think something that's absolutely getting more attention now in the medical community, and you've done a great job of doing that, but I wanted to switch topics because you have these new products that incorporate those benefits of ozone to something you could apply at home safely. So can you give us more information about what in the world is ozone oil and ozone cream? Yeah. So like you said, 1.5 billion people affected by some sort of skin issue and my kids have eczema, you know, from mostly diet. So, I mean, there, there's all the fundamental lifestyle factors that you have to take into account if you have a skin problem or acne or whatever, that kind of thing. But the place that ozone oil comes into in the context, you know, after you've made your fundamental changes or get 80% there, they're really helpful for cutting pathogens and stimulating healing. So that's why we use what is called ozone oil. Ozone oil is made when you infuse ozone gas into an oil. It would actually be more appropriately called peroxide oil because it's the peroxides that are really doing the work. There's not any ozone left in the oil. It actually changes the chemical composition of a base oil like olive oil and creates peroxides in it. And those are the things that actually stimulate the healing and can kill the pathogens. And the cool thing is it works synergistically with the body. So we have this weird disassociation with like putting things on our skin. So like on one hand, we have like these transdermal patches, nicotine patches, things that you put on your skin to elicit a systemic, uh, some sort of systemic effect. But we don't think about that when it comes to like sunscreen or lotions, or I'm sure some people do on this podcast, but even, you know, me being inundated with this, this paradigm didn't really take it seriously for a while, but all you have to do is look up steroid cream withdrawal. So people applying steroids for eczema will go through this horrible withdrawal process that lasts for like two to three years. And it, they basically just can't create any hydration in their skin, can't create the oils in their skin. And it's just this whole, whole body flaky thing that it, it looks atrocious, feels atrocious and that kind of stuff. So the point I'm making though, is that what you put on your skin is really important for the system of your body. So things you put on your skin, you want to be synergistic with your body, right? Uh, and that's another benefit of ozone oil. It's really just stimulating your body to perform better. 
Now, what's the difference between ozone oil and ozone cream? I know you put up an article and, and there were the differences, and I think you were more of an advocate in that article for ozone cream, but can you go into the differences? Yeah. So ozone oil is more of a purist form of this. So that's when it's just like one ingredient, like we have olive oil or something like that, that we use to make the ozonides, peroxides, that kind of stuff. A cream is more for like a broader demographic of people, people that are more accustomed to a cream-based product. Now, I worked with that for a long time because my line of thinking was that, hey, if we use an ozonated cream as opposed to an ozonated oil, we'll probably attract more people into this, you know, the sphere, this world, this kind of stuff. But the problem was it had a lot of added um, things to it, a lot of added products. So it just wasn't ideal for the market that I was really trying to serve, which is this natural integrative health. Great for people that are not within that paradigm and starts to introduce them some two alternatives out there. But I just didn't like all the added products in it. And I think it's still good. I think the ozone oil is more purest form. It's like 10 times stronger as the other thing. Um, so when you dilute down the ozone oil with a cream or a gel or you know something like that, it's just not going to be nearly as strong and it has more chemicals in it. Yeah. And chemicals are a bad thing in most cases. In most cases. Yeah. <laughs> in most cases. And again, it's not even that chemicals are a bad thing. They're, they're something that's overlooked, as you mentioned, sunscreen, right? And I got so much heat for talking about sunscreen, oxybenzene, even benzene in it, and, and all these chemicals that get into our systems. And so what you put on your skin is incredibly important, almost as important as what you put into your body and actually eat and, and consume. But with ozone oil, what are we looking at as far as what to expect if someone's using ozone oil and, and who should use ozone oil? Yeah. So they have a history of being used for like MRSA, gangrene, diabetic ulcers, non-healing wounds, uh, graft versus host disease, like you know, things that have a pretty severe infection. And this dates back to, I think, 1893. Uh, there was this guy who made something called glycosone, and he was also one of the top manufacturers of hydrogen peroxide at the time. And this was a doctor and a business guy in the UK. And he actually advised that they be used in combination for these serious infections. Uh, kind of speeding up to today, though, uh, it's being utilized in a lot more areas because we understand the science behind it we understand that it's actually stimulating growth factor. It's actually regenerating collagen. It's the peroxides that are an antiseptic, but it's also the fact that it's stimulating the body to create hydrogen, hydrogen peroxide in the skin. So we actually have this endogenous production of hydrogen peroxide. So our skin naturally makes it and that kills the pathogens. And since we've gotten a better understanding of it, we know that it's used for like acne. And I had this friend, Mariah, she had like cystic acne. Her whole life had spent thousands of dollars on trying to find things that can help get rid of it. Right. Because it's on your face. It's kind of, uh, it shouldn't be embarrassing because it's just, you know, your face, but you know, people are embarrassed by it, unfortunately. And it's just not something that we like to have there. We like to look attractive. We like to not have blemishes. We like to, you know, put our best face forward, right? Um, so she had this cystic acne, thousands of dollars, dermatology visits, different products, all the diet changes and just nothing worked. And this cleared her up within a month. And it was the first thing, like I have some before and after pictures you can see of how it cleared her up uh, just really quickly within a month. Uh, and it, 
she uses it as a preventative now and doesn't have that issue anymore. So acne, eczema, psoriasis works with wrinkles because of the collagen regeneration. So, I mean, you're not going to get rid of all the wrinkles on your face. That's impossible. You know, we are aging and getting older, but you can reduce the depth of them and the appearance of them and, and have, you know, better skin production and collagen is super important for the body. Not only for the skin, it's like the thing that makes us look youthful. Right. But it's actually super important for the creation of proteins and all these processes throughout the body. So collagen regeneration is not only good for the skin, but for the body as a whole. Like I said, works with the infections, just kind of stuff on the skin that you don't want to be there because it has that very fundamental approach that's synergistic with the body. It really seems to work for a ton of stuff. Now, when you talk about ozone, you got to talk about oxidation. And I believe in oil also the rancidity factor, right? Where something can go rancid if you have that oxidation level. So how, how do you do ozone oil that it doesn't run into those challenges? Well, it does have somewhat of an odor to it that people are not familiar with. So if you smell ozone oil, it actually does smell like it's a bit rancid. Um, that's because it's created the peroxides within the oil. And it's not going through the processes that happen when you leave oil out for you know years on end or whatever. It happens within a few days that we take it through that process. But I guess one of the fundamental differences about how we make the oil is that we use a cold production process. So this is something I learned about about a year ago. I've been working with the ozone oils for like eight years now, and I was unaware of this issue. But there are processes, and almost everybody in the USA and North America uses these processes that make formaldehyde in the oil. Now, if you go to Europe, you actually see it's just standard of practice. You use cold production process. So we're like, as I got into this, I was like, well, you don't want formaldehyde in the oil by the nature of ozonating the oil and heat is produced. And the byproduct of that is formaldehyde is created. So I was like, well, I obviously don't want that on my skin. I think there's still a good net effect, you know, even a typical ozone oil, probably with a little bit of formaldehyde in the oil. If you have an infected wound and that's all I have, I'm still going to put it on there because I know it's going to clear it up. But my point is, is that why would you bother getting anything with formaldehyde when there's other options available, right? So we use a cold production process. I'm pretty sure we're the first one in North America that does it. And that basically just bypasses any formaldehyde created in the oil. And I'm very confident about this. I've reached out to people and said like, hey, if the manufacturer, uh, talking to manufacturers, if you want, I will take your ozone oil. I will pay for it to be lab tested and publish the results. And oddly enough, nobody has really taken me up on that. It's like, it, rather than like actually just going through the lab testing and allowing me to publish the results on it, they'd rather make a counter argument where I'm like, well, we can objectively, <laughs> you know, go through this and it's not going to be, not going to be a matter of question or listening to what I say or they say. So I do think that's a pretty big problem in the industry. You did talk on the rancidity of ozone oil, and it does kind of have that smell. Uh, I guess to say that, to ask if that's a issue, I would say no, because there's all these studies that show that it stimulates the collagen production. And once you see these before and after pictures, it's pretty wild. I'm sure you've seen them, but it stimulates collagen production and does kill off the bacteria and pathogens within the area. So it's working synergistically with the body. That's the beautiful thing about the skin. It's it, You could see it happening. You could see the healing and regeneration. When you do something on the liver or the heart, any other organ inside, 
it's hard to see that in real time, whereas those before and afters have such an impact on it. And of course, we know in medicine, quality is everything. That's why sometimes it's it's challenging when patients say, well, I could get that IV elsewhere, but is the quality the same? You know, that there's, you know, like you said, let's take their IV bag and actually test what's actually in that one versus one that has very high quality stuff. So I completely understand where you're coming from in that aspect of ozone oil, trying to find the highest quality and using that cold process. Now, can you do this at home? Is there a DIY where you can take an ozone generator, put it in your olive oil, and will that give you anything of a similar impact? Yeah. And again, I'm a, I'm a fan on ozone oil as a whole. So I think that it's good, even if they're I prefer there not to be formaldehyde in it, you know, and I'm not saying put formaldehyde on your skin, but if somebody asks me, is there a net positive here? I think there is. So, but the question with doing it at home is again, you're going to create some formaldehyde in the oil uh, because it is heating up. So you can, if you love to, you know, do some projects and do some stuff, it's actually kind of fun. You can do it and you kind of feel like you got a little lab experiment going on because you got your glassware, you got your ozone generator and oxygen concentrator and all that stuff. So Yes, you can. Uh, totally possible. Um, knowing what I know, though, I don't necessarily recommend doing it because it's going to be relatively expensive. You're going to be a couple thousand dollars in before you can get started. So you're not really going to save money unless you're using a lot of this stuff. Or maybe you're a prepper and you just like to have that stuff around. You know, So we, we got a crew of people that do that kind of stuff. But knowing what I know, I think it's better just to buy it because it's going to be stronger obviously you don't have that whole production process. So you win back all that time of doing it. But yeah, I, th I think just as an enjoyment or a hobby thing, we do have some articles that kind of go through how you can make it. Very cool. And, and what kind of products are you looking at now? Because uh, I believe you have the ozone oil in different sizes. Are there even capsules of some sort? Yeah, there are the capsules. And I, I think those are really good for like, so you can consume the ozone oil as capsules, what we're saying. And I think those are really good for like the stomach infections. Uh, it's worked. There was a study done on giardiasis with a 76% success rate by Dr. Sylvia Menendez in Cuba. So it works with parasites to a degree. We don't know a lot about it though. So I just want to be clear on that. So there is a company that advertises like, hey, you can use this as a replacement for IV ozone. Now, if you understand like, well, there's, you know, stomach acid and that kind of stuff. So basically it breaks down to, you can't elicit a systemic response as far as we know with the ozonated oil capsules. And I'm not a believer that it necessarily does. However, it seems to have a protective effect on the stomach itself. So if there's a stomach ulcer, a stomach infection, possibly even an upper GI, like the, you know, small intestine SIBO might be helpful for that. I wouldn't really bank on it as like, Hey, this is the thing that's going to get rid of my leaky gut or my Crohn's or anything like that. Uh, but personally, yeah, I've been taking them uh, every day for the last month. Uh, I haven't really noticed any difference, to be totally honest. But if I had an infection, I'm in the stomach. I'm pretty confident those could be helpful. So we have the ozonated oil capsules. There's the ozone oils themselves. There's three different strengths. So there's like beauty and sensitive skin, which is like, hey, I want to get rid of acne. I want to, you know, help remediate some of the wrinkles. Or I have rosacea. I have eczema. That's when that's applied. And that's just applied like nightly before bed is the best for beauty. If there's like a flare up like eczema or something two times a day, just rub it in well. And you do want to rub these in well because they absorb better if you do. 
Then there's an all-purpose strength. That's just kind of like the general all-purpose household. You know, as a, my mom growing up always gave us triple antibiotic ointment anytime we had a cut or a wound or, you know, anything like that. So it is great for just kind of all-purpose reasons, like just to have in your house. And then there's an extra strength would be, which would be, I have an infection that I really need to clear up. You know, I had this cat bite like, uh, I don't know, a year and a half ago or something. And I didn't pay much attention to it because I grew up with cats, but this one kind of sank its teeth into me. The infection was on my wrist and I just didn't pay attention to it. And then a couple of days later, it was up to my elbow and I started to research this and I was like, oh, this can go systemic. So that's not good. But I was able to clear it up just with ozone bagging, hydrogen peroxide and the ozone oil and no need for antibiotics, which is great because my biome stays intact that way. But those are the two main ones. And what about ozone water? Just shifting a little bit here in the applications of ozone, because I was even recently talking about mold and the expert told me that one of the ways to remediate mold, at least in, in the, you know, if you catch it early is to spray ozonated water in the area that you might find the molds. But tell us a little bit more about ozonated water and benefits there. Yeah. So the situations that you might use ozone water in, uh, like you said, you can spray it topically. So you could use that as a disinfectant to kill the fungus, virus, bacteria, whatever on a surface. Uh, personally, I typically just use hydrogen peroxide because it's, you know, has a lot of the same oxidation properties. And then I don't have to make the ozone water. So I might mix in some hydrogen peroxide and water together and then just spray that on surfaces um, or in areas. Uh, I think that's pretty effective. But as far as like, if there's a topical skin infection, people lavage the wound with ozone water. And the difference between that and hydrogen peroxide, I'm sure hydrogen peroxide has a lot more to it than I know about. But what I understand with ozone water is again, it's stimulating the skin's engine. So it's getting the skin up and running so that it's creating the hydrogen peroxide within it has some of the antiseptic properties as well. It's stimulating the growth factor and the things that are going to allow it to heal. So stuff topically on your skin, you can wash with those on water. And then a lot of people like the biggest use for it, I think is in dentistry. So if you have like, you know, infected tooth or receding gums or that kind of thing, you can swish it around, swish ozone water around in the mouth, and that's going to help clear up the infections and wounds and, and stimulate some healing. So I think that's, that's really probably where it belongs the most is in the dental applications. The thing to note there is it's probably not something you want to do every day. Uh, just like, I don't think putting hydrogen peroxide in your mouth every day, like some, you know, I use the, the water pick and you can put some hydrogen peroxide in there and that that's helpful, but there's a biome in your mouth. And when you're introducing ozone or hydrogen peroxide into there every day, uh, you're going to be affecting the biome to a degree. And we don't know exactly the degree that it does affect that, but just to be precautious, it's not something I would do on a daily basis. And then other people, I'm not as much of a proponent of this, but there is a big crowd of people that drink ozone water regularly. And I think that's more just like, sometimes we do stuff that we don't necessarily understand what it's doing or how it's working in the body, but you just feel better, right? Like that's how I got into saunas is like, People would ask me that this was like 10 or 12 years ago before I was super into all this stuff. I was like, I don't know what it's doing, but I feel amazing with a sauna, right? So we we don't always necessarily understand the mechanism and that's okay. But a lot of people say it makes them feel better, has some gut stuff to what they're doing, but I'm 
a bigger proponent of just doing ozone therapy, either rectally or vaginally or in the blood. And those don't have a negative effect on the biome because there's antioxidants there. So those can be safely applied into those areas on a regular basis. But yeah, does that give you a decent enough breakdown on ozone water? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the things I was, I heard there when you were saying the swishing of ozone water, could you do the same for ozone oil and do sort of like people do with coconut oil and oil pulling? Yeah, hundred percent. I think it takes oil pulling to the next level essentially, because your teeth are like tubules that, you know, sponge like things where they have all these little nooks and crannies throughout the tooth. If you were to, you know, take them and stretch them out, they'll go around the world seven times or whatever. So your tube actually has a lot of depth to it in the sense that things can't get down there very easily. So when an infection is present in down deep in the tooth, just putting something right on top of the tooth for a couple seconds, isn't necessarily going to help with it. So that's why people do the oil pulling is because it gets down deep into the tooth and olive oil or coconut oil has some natural antiseptic properties to it. So the idea is it's able to cut the infection. Um, but with ozonated oil, it's, it's way more potent as a antiseptic, meaning killing the pathogens, killing the infection. So if you oil pull with that, it's super, super good. So oil pulling is just, you put it in your mouth, swish it around for 15 to 20 minutes. And that's going to be really helpful with those issues. My little sister actually recently had some tooth pain related to an infection in her tooth. And she just did, I, I don't think she even did oil swishing. She just dropped the ozone oil onto her tooth, six drops, uh, I think twice a day for you know a couple of weeks and the pain went away. I don't know. We don't know if the infection is gone yet because we haven't gotten it checked, but it's a good sign that the pain went away at the very least. Speaking of dental infections, what are your thoughts on root canals? Um, I'm not an expert on that. I've talked to a lot of people. So the people that I trust, I love uh, Dr. Stuart Nunnally uh, is a good one. There's you know a lot of those people with IAOMT.org that you can go to find a natural dentist or a biological dentist is the word they use. So they say uh, that root canals are going to have an infection again at some point. So maybe you kind of patch up the issue for seven years or something like that, but it's going to cause another issue down the road. So I've heard dentists say like Dr. Eric Zaremsky, Dr. Blanche Grube, uh, Dr. Stuart Nunnally. I interviewed, oh, Dr. Michelle Jorgensen, another great dentist, that a lot of the dentistry they do is just patching up the bad dentistry that was done by the conventional <laughs> dentistry and fixing some of the issues there. So I'm not an expert, but you know, there's some people that I really trust in this circle and they've gone through the cycle of learning about this stuff. And, you know, they even used to practice root canals and then transferred over and uh, decided that they're just not going to do them anymore. Um, but then there's, you know, Dr. Valerie Cantor, who's an endodontist and that's all she does. So, uh, <laughs> I don't have a great answer for you. Oh, you always will have opposing camps. And I, I, I just wanted to pick your brain a little bit because we we're getting into those dental issues. I had just recently spoken to Fraser Bailey, the director of Root Cause, and you know he, he had his whole issue. We helped him find his dental infection, which happened to be from root canal. And then he went down the whole rabbit hole and trying to find out more and more. And there's a lot of data for both sides that could say, but I think in the end, the whole idea is you got to look after your teeth and there can be infections there. What are some of the ways, even if you had a root canal or not, what are the ways you can address those naturally? And what I'm hearing is that ozonated oil 
can be a natural way to at least curb down that infection pockets of where bacteria, virus, everything can grow, which are in your mouth, which, which can, as we know, become systemic. It's not just whatever is in your mouth stays there. 100%. Yeah. The same thing with the skin. We have a disassociation with the mouth and the rest of the body, right? It's in your head, but you don't think that the you know metal alloys are somehow you know, messing up your nerves or the rest of your body. Well, they probably are because they, they're in your face <laughs> so and they're in, uh, you know, the entry to the body, right? That's where the good food is supposed to go and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I think the ozone oil is hugely underestimated in that realm. A lot of dentists are using it, but I would love to see like it become more standard practice in dentistry. Cause I think that's just such an easy fit. It's like, you know, something that's a really strong antiseptic heals up the area, is non-toxic, works synergistically with the body. Uh, it's just going to be so helpful for a dentist. And so if you know any dentists out there or any dentists are listening, I just think it's really something that you need to look at and do do some of the research on it. There's an entire book on ozone and dentistry. Uh, there's a lot of research on ozone therapy and dentistry or ozone gas or ozone water or even the ozone oils. There's just so much application there that it makes sense for. Yeah. For those dentists and everyone else listening who wants to get some ozone oil or at least look into the research and information, where can they go? Uh, doctorsozone.com is probably going to be uh, the best. I'm redoing. I, the reason I hesitated is because I'm redoing the website. I'm doing a complete overhaul. I'm writing like over a hundred articles on it. So I'm just going to have a ton more information in a few months. That's doctorsozone.com, drsozone.com. And that's just like, hey, here's a look at ozone therapy, what it works for, what it is, all that kind of stuff. That's the best place to go. Then there's my Instagram, uh, which I post on not just ozone therapy, but just kind of surrounding peripheral topics about health or our mind or those things. I kind of use it a little bit like a journal. So you'll get a little bit more of me beyond the ozone therapy opinion, but that's Micah for health. And that's my Instagram. And then simplyo3.com is where the products are. So if you go to simplyo3.com under the products, you'll see the ozone oils and the different applications there. Yeah. I remember the last time we spoke, you weren't yet on Instagram, but I'm very glad you are. You're one of my favorite accounts now. You're putting out good stuff and and it's it's really beneficial information. And I know that's reaching. So definitely go follow Mike on there also. But thank you so much for coming on, sharing this. I hope many people can get information from you that that's really beneficial for their health and start to use these products that are not just natural, but they're high quality. They really do help in so many different ways. So Micah, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You've been you know supporting us for a while and it's been I'm just very thankful to have this relationship and being able to come on here and talk to your crowd is awesome. So thanks. Same here, man. I can't wait to have you back on third time with something <laughs> new and I'll, I'll always be there to jump on your stuff. But in the meantime, everyone go check out the websites. You can go to the website also. We'll provide the links. And until next time, keep writing your own healing story.